0: We live in a world where most of us have many more choices about what to spend our money on than we have the money to spend, if that makes sense. Demand exceeds supply. And right there in that space, it's easy to get greedy to want more than we can afford. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. And welcome again to the program as we take a look at greed from a different perspective. Yeah, greed is a terrible, terrible thing. And yet every minute of every day, it's kind of being programmed into our DNA. There aren't that many places you can go these days without having the advertisers dangle all sorts of stuff under your nose. Now, look, I'm not blaming them per se. They have a job to do. Their job is to sell whatever it is their client is paying them to sell. And much of what they're trying to sell us are what the economists call consumer goods. Television, sound systems, cars, clothes, shoes, furniture, knick-knacks for around the home, holidays, restaurant experiences. And you can't have consumer goods without getting consumers to buy them. That's where you and I come in. We're meant to consume these things. And through our consumption, money changes hands, we thereby create jobs, and there you have it. That's what makes our economy go round. We consume stuff. The problem is that all these things that we can buy with our hard-earned cash, have you noticed how attractive they all look? I've never seen an ad on television for a new car, let's say, where they haven't made the car look absolutely gorgeous. I've never seen men's or women's clothing advertised in a way that doesn't make those clothes look like something that we absolutely need to have. And the more of these things that are dangled under our noses, the more we want and the more we want and the more we want and the less we can afford because most of us have a finite income. And the more we want what we can't afford, well... There is where greed is born. So exactly what does it mean to be greedy? Well, my dictionary tells me that greed is an intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power or food. Pretty good definition, don't you think? And the problem with wanting something isn't that the thing itself is necessarily bad. Sometimes it is, but most times not. There's nothing inertly evil or wrong about food or clothing or two or four wheels to get around in. The problem is the intense, selfish desire for something because it's the intensity and selfishness that throw things out of balance and throw our lives off course. A couple of thousand years ago, Jesus put it like this. You can read it for yourself in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. He said, look, take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, because your life isn't all about how much you have. Then he told them this parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do, for I have no place to store all my crops? Then he said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years, Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things that you've prepared, whose will they then become? We talked about this a little while back, but I want to go deeper in it today because the thing that Jesus is putting his finger on here is the extent to which greed gives us a completely wrong perspective on life. And it's that wrong perspective that ends up robbing us of the really important things. Now, I speak on that, you understand, with quite some authority, having lived under the power of greed for many years until I was set free from it. Take care, he says, be on your guard. Like a soldier, be alert, be ready for the enemy to pounce on you and attack you. And who's the enemy? All kinds of greed. Be on your guard against a voracious, selfish, unbalanced desire to have things, be on your guard against your own greed, all kinds of greed. It's a very strong statement here. And why? why? Why should we be on guard? Well, according to Jesus, it's because life isn't all about how much you have, the abundance of your possessions. And again, speaking as a seasoned greed practitioner, he is absolutely right. I can honestly tell you that there isn't a single thing that I have ever owned, a single award or piece of recognition that I've ever received, a single position that I've ever held, a single experience that money has ever purchased me that comes anywhere even close to the joy and the contentment that I have in my life today. Doing what I'm doing, living the life I'm living free, completely free, I have to tell you, from that scourge, they call greed. And then, then Jesus goes on to tell that little story, that parable about the foolish rich man who was so smug with all the stuff he'd amassed and, and accumulated, not realising that tonight would be the last night of his life. And you know what they say? You can't take it with you. And It's that prospect of death that puts this all into perspective. It's the prospect of death that we all face, all of us that shows greed up for the imposter that it is, because at the end, none of what we've accumulated matters at all. And in fact, given we have to work so hard to pay for the things that our greed causes us to go out and buy, we end up missing out on the truly important things in life. The relationships that could be so much richer if only we hadn't worked so hard. The joy of giving things away to those in need If only we weren't wrapped up in our selfishness or so deeply in debt. The contentment of having a balanced life. If only we weren't so unbalanced in our greed. Do you see how awful greed is? And it's a complete deception. Life isn't about the stuff that we accumulate. Jesus is absolutely right on that. Life is about so much more. And greed is like a thief that robs us of all of that that and much more. Can I ask you to consider your life for a moment, your heart? How much do all kinds of greed have their tendrils wrapped around your life? And is it really working that well? Is it really worth it? I mean, really? Come on, back in the Old Testament book of Proverbs, God says, chapter 15, verse 27, a greedy man brings trouble to his family but he who hates bribes will live. In other words, a greedy man goes and does things that have consequences and he does those things as a product of his greed. In this case, it's the taking of bribes and that brings trouble on his family. The other night I was watching the news and there were some politicians who'd done just that. They'd taken bribes and they were now in front of an inquiry with a very real prospect of going to prison. There's nothing new under the sun here. Greed is like an addiction. A heroin addict will break into a house and steal things in order to finance his or her heroin addiction. And someone whose heart is filled with greed, let's go back to our dictionary definition, an intense and selfish desire for something, will equally do rash, dangerous, bad things, things with consequences, to feed that addiction. And what for? As Jesus said, it's not worth it because there's so much more to life than stuff. Do you see the sheer lunacy of greed? Anyone who is money-wise, anyone who wants to live a super-abundant life, that life that Jesus came to give them, is going to have to deal with their greed today, now. Anyone who is money-wise will make sure that their money remains a good servant and isn't allowed to become the brutal, tyrannical master that it so easily becomes. The truth is that money is a great servant, but a brutal master. Perhaps that's why so many people struggle with their attitude towards money. But let me tell you something. God wants you to find financial security in the right place. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Your Path to Financial Security and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you discover true security, like I said, in the right place. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective.